This is for the others out there, the other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life. It's time to get curious and get real. Join me, and together, let's find the others. Hey friends, today I am super pumped to bring you a really fun and unique episode with my friend Sage Burmeister. I actually sat down with Sage at his gym at the High Vibe Holistic headquarters in La Jolla, California, and we had this conversation you're about to hear. We also filmed it in a really cool way, so you can go ahead and check out the link to that in the show notes on my YouTube channel. And also, at the end of this conversation, Sage actually put me through it. He put me through a high-vibe holistic workout using the high-vibe method. So we did a 45-minute high-intensity interval training workout, followed by breath work and ending with the cold tub. So be sure to check out the video of that. We put together a very cool video of that. The link to that is in the show notes and on my YouTube channel as well. Now, Sage is a certified personal trainer, breath work and meditation teacher, and nutritionist. His high-vibe method stems from his own breakthrough from addiction, where he discovered the power of combining breath work and intense physical activity. Over the past four years, he's helped hundreds of people get into the best shape of their life. Be sure to check out Sage on IG at Sage Burmeister and check out his website with more details and different programs he offers at, at highvibeholistic.com. If you like this episode, check out episode number 65 with Rusty Osborne or episode number 39 with Devin Kajust. All right, really excited for you to plug in. Be sure to check out those links to the YouTube videos in the show notes. And without further ado, let's welcome Sage Burmeister. Sage B, what's up, man? What's going on, brother? Oh, man, thanks for having us here into the uh, High Vibe HQ. Oh, of course, man. It, I love having you. It's cool. It's come a long way, huh? Yeah, it definitely has. It's, it definitely uh, has. Tell me more about like the, the evolution of the space here. So started about four years ago, um, and at that time, I was going to see people in person, and I would use like beach areas or parks, stuff That's like right. that, and I did that for about two years. And then um, my parents were actually nice enough to let me come and use this space. And it's been a really good spot for me to grow my clientele mm -hmm. and to get all the equipment that's necessary to move to that next phase and um, get a gym space here in the next couple months. So I'm excited about that. Amazing. Moving up. It's yeah. a natural progression. All very organic. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And yeah. and that started four. It's crazy to think about that. But yeah, four years ago. Yeah. That was right after because you're what? How many years sober are you now? Four and a half? Four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half. So take me a little bit through that like transition of after becoming sober, right? Mm -hmm. You went through rehab for a stint and then becoming sober and then falling into this. Was this like a very clear next step for you as a career path? Like, how did you get to that next step? It was interesting for sure. So I got sober, um, had a lot of internal work to do. Um, and then throughout that process, I started getting inspired with training, with breath work. And I actually started with breath work first. Mm. So I started teaching, um, you know, having clients with breath work. And then from there, I was like, oh, how can I keep growing this and make even more of an impact? And personal training was just something like right there for me because I have the football background and I'm very passionate about it. I've always loved the way I feel after I work out and I added it in from there. So this whole method kind of came like step one was breath work two the training 
And then third was bringing in the hot and cold and all the cool biohacking toys. Yeah, I yeah. love that. So yeah, yeah, take me a little bit more through the like the high vibe method. Like this is a method that you've tried and and tested with mm -hmm. lots of different people with yourself too and lots of different clients and people to see ultimate transformation like what are yeah. what is the method and what are the kind of the results that people see from the method well i'm a health junkie you know since i got sober i dove into health and wellness that's my high now hence the high vibe nice. so it's yeah. all natural getting that myself and throughout my process i've been to a lot of things me and you went to wim hof retreat I used to go uh, F45, Orange Theory, all these cool workout spots. And I was really thinking like, how can I combine these things to make it an overall full impact? Mm. Um, especially if I'm gonna be working one-on-one -on -one with some people, I can definitely do that and bring all these factors into one. So with the HIIT workouts, with the breath work and with the hot and cold, I feel like I've found something that combines all these things and hits on the mind, body and spiritual. Yeah, love yeah. that. And what, what what's like what's the importance in being able to hit on the mind, body, spiritual? Because what I see and what I've seen in myself is I've had periods where I've been super obsessed with fitness, but I'm not doing my gratitude in the morning. I'm not taking time for meditation, and I'm too far into that drive. And I need something to balance me out. And we're never fully moving forward unless we put it all together. Because mm. you always take two steps forward, and then oh, I got injured. Or, oh, I'm super anxious and it's not doing it for me anymore. So you need to combine all of the things for you to truly move forward. That's really interesting. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like we, we often get into this is the way or this is the thing right now and just put our sole focus into yeah. that. But then something will trip us up. And so what, what kind of results do you see with people when they're able to focus on the holistic approach, when they're able to focus on, you know, the, the three of those things together and move forward with that? I see people really make their breakthroughs because everybody wants to look and feel better. Like the, the physical aspect there is something that has been in the fitness industry for a long time. But what I think people are coming across now is they also want their mind and spirit to develop with that. Mm. And this method is a great way to do all of that together. And I, I'm there for people because I've been through this process myself. Um, and I understand that everybody is at some challenge point and they need somebody there to relate with them and coach them through that. So I think that's also a very, you know, strong part of this is my story, my connection to people breaking through things. And, um, I think that's why it works. Yeah, totally. What's your favorite part when you're working with people one-on-one? -on -one? Like what's your favorite part about Dude, that I've process? Had, I've had so many, I get like a wide variety of texts, whether somebody's lost 20 pounds and feels good to take their shirt off. I've had people cry during breathwork sessions. I've had people get over addictions. Like it's, it's such a wide variety of like beautiful things that mm -hmm. when I get these texts or calls, like, I'm like, dude, this is it, man. Yeah. I got to ask, so like going through sobriety for you, like that was, that was a, a like a tough and dark period in your life and that, mm -hmm. in that right before that was happening, w did you ever think that this was on the other side? Like, was it, did you have, did you put faith in something? How did you get through that? And cause it's really easy now on the other side of that challenge or struggle to, to feel that fulfillment, to see what you're, what you're doing, which is incredible. But did you ever know that that was there on the other side for you? Did you lose sight of that? What was it that It was about? really, really simple for me. I just followed what is making me feel better because I felt horrible every single day. Mm. So I was like, what things are helping me feel better? And a nice hard workout was right there at the top. When I found breath work, that was one of them. When I was eating healthy, that was one of them. So I just naturally was like, 
I, this works for me. Mm-hmm. And I know this from the inside out on the deepest level, because this is my medicine. Yeah. This is what's helping me like be whole again. So it was only natural for me to keep going with it. And then that evolved into people asking questions, right? Yeah. And people yeah. being like, well, how did you transform or how did this shift? And yeah. then naturally you're able to help them through that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's pretty cool. I was just catching up with someone that we went to high school with uh, a few months ago. And they were like, oh, man, like, it's so cool to see what, you know, what Sage is up to. He made a total, total 180 shift in his life. Like, how, like, what would you say to people that knew you in the past about the transformation you've seen now? I would say it's been definitely a journey, you know, especially if you haven't seen somebody for a long time and then you see the progression they've made and you wonder how it all happened. Um, I just believe this was part of my path. Like I was supposed to go through each thing Mm -hmm. to end up here, to end up with a well-rounded thing that I really understand and know from the inside out. And, um, yeah, just like following the process of what steps are ahead. You know, I I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Um, There were times, you know, that I was like, I really deep down knew like this is going to be a long process, but it's going to pay off for you. And you just got to keep moving forward. Mm. Yeah, there's I've learned a lot of that this past year as well. And the idea of just consistency, I think there's it's a Lao Tzu quote uh, or Confucius quote, doesn't matter how how slowly you go. It just mm-hmm. matters that you keep moving forward. A hundred percent. And those quality reps of just day in, day out, showing up and putting in the work, even when it's not sexy, even when the cameras aren't rolling, like that is like, that's the time when it really matters. That's what builds your character. Yeah. And that's what I love about this is I do this by myself every day. Right. Like this was my medicine. That's like the least sexy thing in the world. Like this, is what was getting me through for mm-hmm. a long time. And so I'll do this stuff even when the cameras aren't here. Like this is like, I I would do this regardless. Yeah. Tell me more. You said this is my medicine. Tell me more about your medicine and what are the other components of your medicine that keeps you healthy and keeps you sober and keeps you moving forward? So exercise is definitely one of them. So during those dark times through addiction, um, definitely was struggling with depression and anxiety. And every time I would notice after a workout, just how much better I feel you know, getting the endorphins going and after a workout, just feeling like more settled into my body. Um, that's an obvious number one, um, the breathing, you know, like being able to shift my nervous system down was huge, man. I thought so much clearly more clearly after I would do that. Yeah. And, um, the food, you know, (laughs) it even goes deeper because I'm a type one diabetic too. Right. So I know the importance of food and the fuel you put into your body. Um, and now that, that is literally my medicine. When I got diagnosed with type one diabetes, I met with doctors and they they came in and were talking with me and they said a keto diet would be best for you. Like that would be your prescription. Um, so yeah, pretty much. And, all and that, that was like pretty much right after you had gotten sober, sober, right? It was like, congrats on being sober. Here's another gift for you. Yes. What's your mindset through those challenges that life continues to throw at you? You know, I just kind of laughed at that. And I was like, this is obviously happening for a reason. Um, and I got so just like enveloped in all of it. Like I, I wasn't thinking twice about it. I was like, okay, this happened. What's the next step? You know, what are we going to have to do? Because that first year of getting sober, I had to really dive into the process. Mm-hmm. Like I was really living in the moment because it was so hard for me. Like it really challenged me every day to get up and stay with that. Yeah. So I just, you know, that's how I come across that. Yeah. So what what advice do you have to people who are going through a challenge in life right now or struggling or might not see the other side? Mm. What advice do you have to those types of people? 
Well, obviously from a professional standpoint, like I think exercise, breath work and nutrition is going to help anybody. Mm -hmm. It's going to help your mindset. It's going to help your energy. It's going to help how you come across to people. Um, so that's an obvious number one, but more on like the mindset energy side of things. I think the one day at a time method is super big. That's what I learned in sobriety is you just think about getting through that day and you can fulfill yourself going to bed that night completely exhausted that you gave it your all. Because that's what it was like for me for my first year. Every single day I had um, thoughts about, you know, using or thoughts about drinking and I had to stick with the day and then get in bed knowing that I made it through. Mm. And that was just the process, but it simplified everything for me. I wasn't fantasizing about what's going to happen in the future. Uh, how am I going to get out of this? Mm. Just really looking at just tackling one day at a time. Let's make it to bed. Right, right. And one of the things. In a positive note. In a positive note, right? Yes. One of the things that I love whenever we're out surfing or working out or playing basketball, pickleball, whatever it might be, it's uh, you always bring the approach of like, uh, give it your all right now so you can sleep well tonight. Yes. We love that, man. Yeah. Like, I, I totally feel that. That's really the only way I sleep well nowadays is like when I feel completely spent. And I let it all out and now I can go, you know, get some rest. It, it makes so much sense, too, because I, I think that one of the things when I, when I was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro a couple of years ago, one of the insights that I had when I made it to the summit, it was like it hit me like a brick. I was suffering some altitude sickness and not feeling too hot. And I got to the top and there was this wave of like fulfillment and emotion. I started crying when I got to the top and and the insight that came through was stagnation cannot exist when you're challenging yourself. And so much I feel, and when I felt anxiety, depression, just not in a good flow with things in the past, it's come from that stagnant energy. Like most of us want to like not be stressed and we want to just like stress is bad. Like I want to just chill, but you can only chill for so long before it becomes stagnant. And mm -hmm. then when you move, when you're able to move that stagnant energy, mm -hmm. then you can feel fulfilled because you're challenging yourself. You're giving it all, you're all, you're leaving it out on the field and then you sleep well at night. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? A lot of people are miserable without stress, you know, and I, I've actually worked with a lot of people that they weren't happy in their life until they started training with me three times a week. And then they had something that was challenging them, getting them out of bed. And I just saw the light slowly coming on. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter how much money you have or, you know, how much success you've had in the past. Like if you're not continuously challenging yourself, you're going to end up unhappy. That's it, man. That's yeah. it. It's uh. Well, I think Joe Rogan talks about the the voluntary suffering. It's like the degree of which you're willing to like lean into the suffering voluntarily and mm -hmm. challenge yourself through. And physically is a great a great analogy, and that's what we're talking about here a lot today. But whatever it is, it's like how can you lean into that challenge of going up and having an uncomfortable conversation with your boss or approaching a stranger on the street to have a conversation or doing the thing that you've been putting off. Like, how can we lean into those challenges? And the degree in which we're able to lean into those challenges is precisely the degree in which we're able to experience a sense of fulfillment and a sense mm -hmm. of reward and a sense of accomplishment and a sense of growth. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and for my story, like sobriety, type 1 diabetes, like these are all just extreme cases of that where I had to do it. Yeah, you, you know? didn't have a choice. The universe forced me into that. So, uh, but I completely feel that. I love it. So tell me a little bit more about like this. You've been big into the lifestyle activities. And I want, I want to hear a little bit more about like how you as a 20-something in your late 20s uh, kid is 
designing a lifestyle with work and activities and relationships. I know you're in a relationship and friends. Like how how do you approach designing your life and your lifestyle on a day-to-day basis? Well, that that's definitely been a process. Yeah. So I would say when I really got it cranking in the gym, I was doing about four or five sessions a day. And I wasn't used to so much hands-on work Mm -hmm. um, and the energy that goes into that. So I was definitely experiencing burnout. um, And I just didn't feel like I had the space for the rest of my life to to grow with that. Mm. And I found myself getting out of balance, not enjoying the work as much. So around that time, um, you know, my mom, Morgan... I think yourself, like we were talking about surfing that whole time, but we had never like really jumped into it. Right. As soon as we jumped into it, like it just opened up my world. I had something to look forward to outside of work. Um, It kept my energy moving. And that's been a really big thing. You know, playing basketball with the boys, pickleball, like all these things, uh, they're healthy. You're having fun with your friends and it keeps you moving and active. Yeah. You know, that's huge. Um, And then also, you know, with my relationship with Morgan is amazing. You know, it's the best relationship I've ever been in, the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And that's been a growing process as well. You know, so I have career and relationship like growing together. um, And that's been a learning process. Yeah, totally. It's been so fun surfing. And one of the things that I love about that is that just like never underestimate the the power of just pure play yeah like you know and it's easy to get you know when you're focused on growing a gym or a business or in relationships or life gets real pretty quickly but the the impact of just having those doses of just pure play Mm -hmm. like what what effect do you think that has on you just play and mother nature you know me and Morgan took a trip out to Hawaii in June and I got off the plane. I was like, my God, like, <laughs> this feels so good because it was right in the middle of coronavirus yeah. and you're out there and, you know, Maui is still built up, but nowhere near LA and San Diego. You know, that was like clear to me. Like, yeah. so I just like felt that. And I was like, you know, I need more of this, like time by the beach, time in nature, because when I flew back in, to San Diego, I was like, look at all these huge buildings. Like, look how much stimulation's going on. Mm. And for me, I like to feel grounded. I have to work on that um, because I do feel sensitive to these outside things. So it's very important for me to get out and to get into yeah. nature. Yeah, because I just get overstimulated, like a lot of people do. Yeah. You know? Totally. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, one of the things that we learned in, in Iceland when we were doing the Wim Hof Retreat is that we're and it always stuck with me is that we're ancient beings living yes. in a modern world. Yes. Like our our systems, our human engineering is very old design, mm. living in a very rapidly modern world that we're not quite adapted to. So like when we're walking down the street, there's loud noises, there's things that are triggering yeah. us, there's stress that's hitting us from all different angles. Like our body tunes into that same fight or flight, um, sympathetic fear system as if there's a tiger around the corner. But we're, we know we're not really a danger. So like getting in touch with that fear and learning how to release that is a super important part. A hundred percent. Yeah. Just to like get through your weeks, you know, without like experiencing that burnout like yeah. I was talking about. Yeah. Um, remaining in balance is the lifestyle. Like that's what a lifestyle is for, for you to remain in balance, having fun, moving forward in your life, having connection. That is what, you know, lifestyle is. Totally. I love that, dude. So tell me a little bit more because I, I, I know that I've, I've been witness to your journey since we were eight years old, seven years old, which is pretty, which is pretty remarkable. At what point did you feel like, 
okay, uh, you reached a fork in the road and everybody else was going left and you were going right. Did mm -hmm. that happen at a younger age? Did that happen when you got into sobriety? Like at what point did you did you feel like I'm going to I'm going to be doing something different or I feel like I have a different capability or different calling here? Uh, yeah, I probably felt that way. Um you know, around 17, 18, mm. um, when sports were still going on and I was still competitive and, you know, on scholarship and doing the deal, I just kind of knew the whole time, like, this isn't all it, you know, like I, I was really diving into meditation and other mm -hmm. ways of thinking. And, um, I think around that time, my intuition was like, oh, Sage, there's going to be this whole other chapter, buddy. Mm. Like, let's just keep moving, enjoy the most of this. But like your true calling is probably going to be later on in life. Mm. Um, and I think I'm just getting into that realm right now. I think that's a really important reminder for everybody yes. listening, right? <laughs> on the journey that you're going to be doing things that maybe they're not your true calling yet, but they're part of your path. And it's going to be all right. You get through that job or relationship or whatever it is, and you keep growing and you'll end up where you need to be. Mm. How do you continuously have faith in that? How do you build your faith or how, what's the practice of you believing that? Because I know you believe that. I believe that too. Yeah. How do you develop that belief in that? For me, it's, um, I think it's remaining sober. You know, that's like such a strong background for me. Um, and that's kind of like my North star with all this. I know at the end of the day, if I can remain doing that, then everything will be all right. Because mm -hmm. it's just, if I, you know, like what the way I was on drugs and alcohol was just such a down bottom that like anything is better than that. And it's just that simple, Yeah, which is like a hard lesson. But what I'm coming to realize, it's a beautiful thing for me now because I'm simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a lot of fulfillment in that. There's a there's lot of a lot of fulfillment. There's a lot yeah. of joy and bliss in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, in, on that note of the sober as the North Star and the sober lifestyle, one of the things that I, that is really inspiring to me is how you and, and Morgan as well, your girlfriend, she doesn't drink. No, she doesn't. She doesn't party in that way. But you guys are still always out and about partying, dancing like you're always there, bringing the energy, bringing the vibe, still enjoying dancing or whatever, whatever's going on. You're still there, but you're just there without the under being under the influence i have a better time now like 10 out of 10 i have a better time now tell me more about that because man when you're sober and thinking clearly like you have the energy in the room people want to come talk to you mm. like no one wants to go really talk to the super drunk guy <laughs> yeah. it's a joke you know like yeah. and when you're sober you can have you know communication with people and have fun with people and learn what they're about and i you know i make a joke with my dad i'm like it's also like you you know, even if you're really the dumbest guy in the room, you jump to smartest guy in the room <laughs> yeah. because you're the only one that's sober, you yeah. know, which is pretty funny. But, but. doesn't that take a certain, I feel like that takes a certain type of person because I'll, I'll do it too from time to time, but it, it, you feel like this uncomfortability because you have to be really content with like you just being there raw, vulnerable when everybody else is a little bit sloppy or out of it or feeling differently. Like you have to have certainty or confidence in yourself, right? A hundred percent. And that comes with time and, and just doing it. Um, but what I also like people to think about is like the downside. I, um, have seen a lot of people, including myself in my partying days, you make an ass of yourself sometimes, especially if you're a really heavy drinker. Yeah. Like I've seen people ruin relationships, say stuff that they shouldn't have said. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so I really see the, you know, yin and yang to it and getting comfortable sober is a much better positive. Yeah. You know, it's like, just try that out. 
Do you think that more people want to be experiencing social interactions and connection in a in a sober sober manner? Yeah, you know, there's like two categories. So you have your addicts and alcoholics, they must be sober. Yeah. And then you yeah. have people that are sober curious. You know, mm. maybe they're not addicted, but they feel like they would be better off without it in some situations. And, and they're just doing it right now because that's what everybody else because, is doing yeah, or that's it's, like it's the easy crutch. thing. Yeah, it's the crutch. It's the crutch and you know, it's what everybody's doing. Right. And I think for those people, you have to generally look as are you happy at the end mm. of, you know, whatever you're going to? Or do you feel like you wanted more from it? And if you wanted more from it, I would, you know, consider putting down the drink and see how you do. That's a great, it's a great indicator. If you're happy and you're having fun yeah, and you deal with the consequences, it. do it. Go for it. But I think that's a really important note for people that, you know, like, that, that was me totally. It's like at yeah. the end of the night, I would feel crappy or I would wake up the next day and my body's super sensitive too. So I would be, I would be hung over and it would be, I would just be, it would, it would shoot my whole next day. And I, I, I never was like really enjoying that. So now, I mean, I've got a great relationship with alcohols that I just, I'm very deliberate about when I choose to. And mm -hmm. when I choose to, there's going to be good reason and celebration, but I'm, I'm well aware of the consequences, whatever it brings. And I'm gonna go have fun and not worry about it. But most yeah. of the time it's like those, the default is going to be, no, I'm chilling right now. I'm good. Yeah. 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 It's a powerful uh, practice and journey. It is, man. And think about, you know, the way we used to be yeah. with these things. Like <laughs> your strikeouts when you came home from college and all that stuff. Like it's uh it's definitely a process. Yeah, it it certainly is. And not not that long ago. Yeah. Um tell so I wanna I wanna learn a little bit more about like what does spirituality mean to you? Your connection to something greater than yourself. And, you know, that comes for in a w wide variety of different ways for people. Um, you know, I, I like to tell, you know, people I work with, like even the feeling after a workout, there's something spiritual to that. Mm. You get outside of yourself. You finally feel like your mind settled down and you're connected and you can hear the birds and just like relax for a little bit, you know, so spirituality is definitely that state of being outside of yourself and connected to something bigger than you. Yeah, that's wonderful. And how do you practice that besides besides exercise? What are the other ways that you practice that? Meditation, breath work. Okay. Um, prayer. Prayer is a big one that I picked up in AA. Mm. Um, you know, somebody, I think it was my sponsor, told me that prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening to God. Mm. So Love that. using that kind of relationship, you know, that there is a higher being or higher energy there for you to communicate with when you feel like you got to get something off your chest, but then there's also a space for you to sit and listen. Um, so I think that's a well-rounded relationship right there. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. So this is an amazing conversation, bro. I, I want to hear more about what your vision for High Vibe Holistic is and for Sage Burmeister in the next five to 10 years. Like where, what's the, where are you going? Where, where do you hope to be in the next five, 10 years with this all? I think next indicated step is probably getting into a gym space yep. um, here in San Diego. So right now we're looking at spots. So that's in the process. Um, I love my one-on-one -on -one clients, you know, so I'm always going to do that. Um, but I would like to start getting into more group classes. I think mm -hmm. that would be really fun and good. Um, getting, you know, small groups and having the workout, having breath work at the end. Um, I think that's such a powerful method. So I think that's like, the, and also doing that with other people brings such a sense of community 
and you know feel and gratitude so i think that's going to be a positive thing yeah for sure and more uh, more group experiences like that bringing more experiences i know we're stoked about the retreat we're doing together yes. in, in january so more of that i'm guessing on the horizon for you a hundred percent i think it's really big for people to grow with each other yeah um and enjoy the process together love it any uh this has been awesome sage really appreciate uh allowing us in to to pick your brain here a bit any uh anything you want to share with uh with the listeners reviewers as we uh, as we wrap up this combo here um yeah i mean you guys know where to find me um you know look forward to me and josh's retreat coming up i think that's going to be a beautiful really special group of people yeah um and yeah i'm just you know so blessed to have you in my life and just happy to be here, man. Yes, sir. Good work. All right, Sage. Now we're uh, we're about to hit a workout now, huh? Is that, yeah. is that what's next? So I'm going to put Josh through about a 45-minute <laughs> burner and then probably get him into the cold uh, Pray for me, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Love you, Sage. Love you, Hey, friends. It's me again. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation I had with Sage Burmeister. Be sure to check out the link in the show notes to check out the YouTube video of the workout that we were just talking about that he put me through. And you can also check out the video to our conversation as well. All right, friends, I will catch you all next time. Enjoy.